Hey guys, welcome back. This is In The Margins. I am Joshua Lund and with us today we've got, of course, Matt Fisk and Katie Fisk. But we also have joining us Aisha Jackson. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So uh, exciting, um, exciting passage that we get to look at today. We have been going through the book of Mark. It has been exhilarating. It has been eye opening. It has been convicting. It's been a whole lot of things. And I think it's going to continue with that. Uh, Last week, we looked at Jesus and him calming the storm and a story that we've heard and we say this every week but these are stories that we hear all the time and we miss some of these really incredible things Mm. um that are in there that our 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 kind of uh westerner eyes uh tend to miss and so today we get to get into uh, a story about jesus um removing a demon from a guy. I know Matt, you've uh, you've been pretty excited about this one. <laughs> I can't wait. Week. I love this. I, I story. thought you were going to say I know Matt, you can relate for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, was, but I I no comment. Know, no comment. Um yeah. <laughs> But I am really excited about this passage. Uh, I love this story. Uh, it's always been one of my favorites because it's it's just I feel like it would be makes this particular story would make such a great anime cartoon. Like it would just look so cool, like a Dragon Ball Z sort of deal. And Jesus is showing. He, Jesus is going Super Saiyan in this? Kind the, of, yeah. Okay. I mean, but he's like going and he's fighting straight up evil incarnate. It's not like a metaphor. He's mm. going and fighting demons right there. And so uh, I'm stoked about like, you know, we've talked about the different levels of being able to understand scripture. And if you stay at the top level of this one, there's a ton you get. But there's also, if you go down just a little further, and you go down just a, a, to the history, the history and the geography. It's like, poof, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Um, let's hop nice. in. Do you guys mind if we yeah. hop in? Let's Not do it. Okay. So I think Aisha is going to read that for us today, right? Come on, Aisha. All right. Yes. Yeah, so we're in Mark chapter five and we're reading verses one through 20. So it says they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you 
and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. Okay. Wow. There is a lot in here. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's do our, um, our kind of top level. What, what are our first reactions? What are you guys getting from this like knee jerk? Uh, my first reaction is again, kind of like last week, the visuals of this is insane. And I just, I, all I can see is the stark discomfort of this entire situation, how awkward it would have been to have this naked man running at you full speed, <laughs> shrieking at the top of his lungs, wrists and ankles burned, bruised all over, bleeding, cut, has infections from the rocks. <laughs> smells like death literally because he lived in the tombs yeah that guy was not showering and i just imagine jesus like not budging i mean i would be running in the other direction but Mm -hmm. i I imagine this guy he probably came across more like an animal than a human and Mm -hmm. reminds me of like Gollum um from lord of the rings in like (laughs) a a craze you know in a crazy phase and yet jesus Mm -hmm. engaged him like a normal human being and the first thing he says Mm. is what is your name like treats him like Mm. a normal human Mm. um and then the whole visual of the pigs i mean two thousand pigs like imagine a huge stampede kind of like in lion Mm. king right and they're running down Mm -hmm. a bank and then they go and drown themselves in this lake and then there's two thousand dead pigs floating in the lake bloated Mm. and I mean, I, I've never seen something like that. Yeah. So the mm. visual is just really crazy. Yeah. Like I said, make a great anime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I agree with, with all of that, right? And, and I feel like we, sometimes I read stories like this and I feel like they're a little um, stretched, you know, like Mark <laughs> took a few liberties to mm-hmm. like, but, but, you know, I think he's very intentional in the way that he writes and the way that he paints this picture for us. I think it's true. I just think this dude was like a superhero. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally, it mm. says that he tore chains apart and broke iron on his feet. That's true. No yeah. one was strong enough to subdue him. Um, mm. I mean, my goodness gracious. Like, you know, that, I mean, it's kind of cool, right? Like this guy's superpowers, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and they weren't coming from good places. Um, but I think Katie, one thing that you said was uh, in verse seven, you know, like he doesn't just come out to Jesus and like, all right, Jesus, like you want to go? Like, but in verse seven, it's like he shouted at the top of his voice. Like, just imagine, like, first of all, you got this like crazy looking dude, but he's like, why are you like, probably not like that, but I don't know. Much that- scarier. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if it's a, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen like one of those demon movies, but it's. It, oh my uh, gosh, imagine, those are the scariest yeah, movies. But imagine like mm. one person speaking with many voices. Like, I mean, it, I'm yeah. sure it was actually kind of like terrifying to watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any. Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I just, all of what you guys said, and I just think of just the reactions, the different reactions, especially by the people, mm-hmm. the initial reaction of, okay, there's this crazy guy, he's in the tombs. It seems like he's already removed from the community. So why do they feel the need to go into the tombs and try to subdue him and and over and over again? It's not like a one-time thing. Like they're mm. constantly doing this. And it's like, why is that necessary? And 
then obviously at the end, they're afraid again, but now they're afraid because he's dressed in his right mind. Yeah. So whether he's out of his mind or in his right mind, they still don't know what to do with him. Like yeah. there, there's just this sense of fear and confusion, I guess. But I love how Jesus, like Katie said, Jesus didn't seem to have that apprehension with him um, to yeah. the point where he has a whole conversation with a mm -hmm. demon possessed man asking his name and, you know, just showing that personal interest which is really interesting you know i love that you said they they had tried so much at first mm. because by the time jesus comes you can tell that they're they've kind of just become comfortable with this situation they've accepted <laughs> it for what it is like mm. they've just let it go because he has no human contact no relationships no love He's been completely abandoned and rejected and it, everyone is living in fear of him at this point to the point where when he is healed, everyone does not know what to do. And mm. it's like their schemas, their paradigms are completely blown up and they don't know how to respond except for in fear. So yeah. Jesus is definitely disrupting their comfort um, mm. and what they had gotten used to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to bring a few things into this that I, I, I missed and I'm taking a lot from, um, I borrowed a lot from a lesson by Ray Vanderland, uh, in his, uh, walking in the dust of rabbi Jesus. And uh, it brought up a lot of stuff that I'd never seen before. Um, is that okay if I go into that? We're going to start, yes, please. <laughs> we're going to start nerding out. Okay. So the very, yes, let's do it. well, Come the on, very, man. very first thing it says, they came to the other side of the sea and this is the sea of Galilee. I know it'll say, you know, uh, you, you'll see that referred to as a bunch of different seas, Kinneret, um, Gennesaret, all that kind of stuff. It's the Sea of Galilee. So do you guys remember where Jesus is from? Capernaum or? Yeah. Like, Nazareth? so he, so he Nazareth. grew, grew the up. The Galilee in, re region, region of Galilee. Well, this whole area is right. Galilee. Oh, so okay. the yeah. Sea of Galilee. So you have, uh, he grew up in Nazareth, but then he, he moved. Matthew will even say G it was Jesus' own city in Capernaum. So you have this little triangle of like mm. Capernaum, Nazareth, Bethsaida, all, all up there. And that is the Jewish, it is a very Jewish place, pretty right. conservative, trying to really live out Judaism. So if you think about the Sea of Galilee, which looks like a harp, actually, mm. so, but but I'm going to mm. make it like this. So <laughs> they cross over from, for you guys, um, Nazareth is, is up here. Okay. So that's where they were. That's Bethsaida and Capernaum to cross mm. over to the other side was to cross over here. Okay. To this, this mm. side. So they cross it and it's not a massive lake, but there is a huge difference in the people right. from here to here, going over mm. to the other side of the lake to the place of the country of the Gerizines. Mm -hmm. Now I know for us, we're like, okay, I don't know a ton about first century Jewish or is you know Israel geography? The visual really helped, actually. So they yeah, okay. that did. I can't tell yeah, if you're being sarcastic, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So when you cross over <laughs> to the other side, if this side, if the if where Jesus is from is the is the super religious conservative place, that would be like the Bible Belt. That would right. be like the places where, mm. of course, everybody's going to go to church. The other side is an is a region called the Decapolis. And the Decapolis mm. is not, if you, if you know anything about Greek, Decapolis, the 10 cities, mm -hmm. it is not a Jewish place. It is now you've crossed mm. over from where the Jews live to where the Gentiles live. Pagans. Yeah. So mm. this is like, in if, if you started out in the Bible Belt, this is Jesus crossing over to the other side and now is in a place like Vegas. Like, mm. or, or maybe for us more like the Pacific Northwest or Europe or something like that, someplace that is not 
in any way uh, taking on the religion that they were comfortable with. So Jesus is in a complete different place that you don't go to. The the Jewish people don't go there. This is not their home place. This is not where they belong. Uh, I, I just can imagine them like peeking over the disciples, peeking <laughs> over the side of the boat going like, are you saying we really have to go there with those people right after they got terrified by the storm that they came over? It's like, this is not a good place. And the very first person that they encounter when they come over <laughs> is, is, is screaming <laughs> McDemon over here. And like, see, Jesus, I'm getting back on the boat. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, so you have this because and I think it's interesting because this is a, another demonic cleansing. We already had Jesus do battle with the demon mm. earlier in Mark. Why yeah. put another one in here other than the pig thing? But it's, it's this, it's, this is in a complete different place, which mm. leads me to the, the my mm. first thought is that Jesus is going to people that are different than his, the place where people would say he belonged within his religious context. And he wants to heal them too, which maybe, just maybe, the 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 rest of Judaism, maybe even his disciples, wouldn't have been super comfortable with. Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think they were scared out of their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but it's funny because every time Jesus has uh, healed or, or done something for a Jew, uh, what was his response? Like every time he does something, and they're all happy. Mm-hmm. What, does he, what does he tell them? Keep it a secret, right? Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. no, don't go yeah. tell anybody. Like, yeah. like oh, you yeah. know, like let's keep it. It's like the first time where he's like, no, you got to go tell people. Yeah. Like, you know, like, this is a this is a different situation. Yeah. Um, even even in the way that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Jesus allows things to spread. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. jumping ahead, but that's totally okay because that, <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's fine. Um, because I think that it, that is uh, another gives us a little insight of why did he do this in one situation versus another situation? Well, it's because, and this is another thing. He only goes to the Decapolis in Mark twice. Okay. Mm. This is the first time. Okay. Um, Any of you guys know what the second time was? No, I don't remember. Okay. So we're going to pause there just for a second. See, for the people at home, you could, you're starting to like rack your brain. Some of you are cheating and doing your Bible searches. And we'll go to that in just a second. Um, but let's, let's dig in a, a little bit to the actual exorcism part itself. So what's the Jewish people? How did they get to relate to um, death? Like according to the law, like how close can they be with dead stuff and dead people and dead things? They can't touch it because it's unclean. No, unclean. Yep, yep, makes them unclean. Yep. Right. So the situation is Jesus comes over. He's in the country of the Gentiles. And now he's hanging out with demon dude who is also, um, you know, unclean with that, but also hanging out with the dead people. The stench mm-hmm. of death physically yeah. and spiritually is yeah. all there. Mm-hmm. And yet I thought mm-hmm. your point was so great, Katie, is that he's literally, he's the personification of everything that a good Jewish person cannot have anything to do with. Poor, dead, demonic, Gentile, bleeding, stinky, bleeding, like all infected. This is the anti-law. Naked. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like this is shame, (laughs) triple naked, Gollum. I mean, like in every way, this should have been the person that Jesus passed by 
neglected, got rid of, and yet he stops and does what? Asks him what his name Ask is. Asks him his name. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. to to the point where how does this guy answer that question, by the way? He what what's the Legion. answer? Legion. My Legion, name we are is many. Legion, we are many. Right? Yeah. We are many. I find this terrifying because he asks him his name. But who, mm-hmm. but who answers is the demons. The demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's something really interesting about how sin can um, kidnap us. Hmm. How yeah. sin can hijack our lives and our hmm. identity. Hmm. Yeah. How yeah. evil can That's straight right. up do that to even when Jesus is yeah. trying to figure out your identity. What is your name? Well, yeah. it's yeah. it's the demon who answers. And I, I find there, there's something terrifying about the power that sin can have in our life. But as a side point too of like mm. you you actually aren't the evil that is within you or that takes mm. over that isn't your yes. name that is the name of the evil that has taken over you wow which i find a really really yeah, cool side point crazy uh, yeah i don't know if anybody has yes, anything to yes. think about but that is not the yeah. main point or even the thing i'm most excited about this <laughs> passage about <laughs> this, can, you, can you tell yes. why i love this one yeah this is yeah. yes okay well, well something that stood out to me was when I read it, something that jumped out, I, I kept thinking of Samson because I see the similarities and, you know, here's this superhuman superhero, you know, he can do these amazing things yeah. and nobody can subdue him. And, you know, a couple of times in the book of Judges, he's bound and it's like, you know, he breaks free of these chains mm, and, yes. and he, you know, smashes people. And mm-hmm. hey, great. And he, he marries Delilah and she's like, <laughs> tell me your secret. I, you know, I must know. And I mean, ultimately what it was really about was the spirit of the Lord. And that was the the source of his strength. And once the Lord left him, he he didn't have that strength anymore. And so it's like, I just thought about this oh, man. That's good. I know. Yeah. I was like, I might be a remez. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that's exactly a hint because he's the opposite. He's the anti-Samson. Right. He's the opposite. He loses yes. the strength, but in a way he gains the strength. Yeah. Oh exactly. Oh, that's, that's really good. Oh, look at you. That's good. I know she blew my mind earlier. <laughs> no, that's really great. <laughs> love it. See, yeah, this is, that was pretty cool. I love these conversations. Okay, so after all this, now I always wondered the way that I had taught this in the past is that Jesus sends the demons into the pigs, which is interesting because Jewish people can't even have pigs because they're mm-hmm. unclean animals. But then when you start mm-hmm. to shift it to this is happening in the land of the Gentiles, it right. starts to actually take on a different form. Like, mm. so, so for you guys, I, I don't actually have a conclusion on this one, but what do you think the, this, like Jesus driving the demons into the pigs? What, mm. I don't have like an answer that I just thought it was interesting for us to talk about. Like, I've like, always wondered that. Why I the have pigs? no idea. Well, I mean, it's, it's what the demon demons wanted. So I think, I think first of all, right. My name is Legion. We are many. There was at least 2000 of mm. whatever was in him um, mm. to go out into 2000 pigs. But I want to know why they wanted to go in pigs. Like, yeah, that was always my question. Like, why? All right, Jesus. Like, you, I mean, I guess you did the demon a favor. That's weird in and of itself. Like, you did what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. But why do they want to go into pigs just just to die? Like, I don't know. Okay. So Confused. you said you didn't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I have okay. A you histori- look like you have one. I have, I have a historical <laughs> context that I think makes okay. something. Within a few miles of this area in the Decapolis was stationed a Roman legion, the 10th Roman legion that in the area had been within the last few years had been stationed 
in Jerusalem, around Jerusalem, in Caesarea, around Caesarea, and it, and actually had been the legion tasked with uh, quelling uh, Herod, I think it's Archelaus, not Antipas, but Herod Archelaus, rebellion. They were a Roman legion stationed just a little bit away, and each region had their own like mascot. And guess what the Roman 10th legion's mascot was? Oh, the swine. Mm, you think oh. swine. You think like a frog. It, it was a wild boar. Mm. What? So, now I don't, mm. I, I can't without with certainty say this one, but when you have over your shoulder in the land of the, the these Gentiles, the greatest power is Rome. And right. they would have looked at Rome as not just powerful, uh, the highest power of the land, but an ideal to go towards, yeah. like they're the power. And this entire story has been Jesus, the mighty one coming and establishing his kingdom in right. a way that no one else has established it. And now he comes to the land of the Gentiles to establish his kingdom. There is the mighty one. And what mm-hmm. does he do? He sends demons, a legion of demons into pigs. And then what does he do? They, they run off and they die. Jesus conquers the Roman legion too. Wow. Establishing wow. his power there. And and so it's an it's furthering and I again, I don't have an answer for that. Like I don't Stop I, lying. I I can't say that for certain, <laughs> but I think there is something there about like about power, about well, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. It, it makes sense, right? Because what are they what are the the pigs don't say like don't don't send us down to the depths, don't send us you know, to another planet. Um, but they say, um, what does he say? They, not to send them out of the area, area right? or, yep. or out of the region, I think is what the ESP will say. So there is something about the area or the region that they're in that they desire. And it's, I think yep. that lines up well because it's, it's, it's this region that Rome, um, you know, overseas has control in. Um, it's certainly a much better, um, breeding ground than, uh, the the Jews, you know, would have allowed for. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, that was another question I always had. Like, what, what's so special about that region? Why not? Mm, like, you yeah. just go to a different region mm. um, or a different yep. area. Like, uh, you know, what, what, what's so bad about that? But that that makes sense. They they like the power. They like the, yep. the control. Yeah. For the sake of okay. time, I have one last thing that I, blows my mind. Okay. Come on. So you have... um. Once all this gets out and, and the, the man is sitting clothed in his right mind and all this stuff, imagine if you were that man, if you were the guy that had all this, what looking forward, what would life be like for you? You wouldn't have a ton on your horizon. It's not like there's a lot of people like, oh, what, what are your skills? What are your marketable skills? Tell me in a job interview. <laughs> like, well, I had superhuman really strength being possessed by demons for a long time. <laughs> Now I'm a weak old man. Yeah, I don't think there'd be a lot of people lining up to say, hey, would you like to come over for dinner? For, yeah. for years, mothers would cling to their children, yeah. pull them close, you know, while when you see them. And now it's like, right. okay, you don't have the demon, but maybe maybe they'll come back. I don't know. Hmm. All right. So he, what does he try to do? In verse... Yeah, go ahead. Well, he tries to go with Jesus. Yep. And Jesus, yeah. what does he do? Says, no, you stay have to stay here. Well, back into the Decapolis, you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. So for me, this is this is cruel. Yeah. For Jesus, like Jesus mm. is leaving him to his own devices. Like 
This guy has no hope. And the one thing he wants to do is follow Jesus. Stop right there for a second. Do you know of any case where Jesus stops somebody from following him? I mean, like that's, you don't, you just don't think about that. So, So there is something about this, that, that this is a special circumstance. And he says, go home to your friends and tell them how the Lord has done for you or how much the Lord has done and how he's had mercy Mm. on you. Okay. And Mm. then he goes away and begins to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. Okay. Now Mm. we, now we come back to the question I asked earlier. Jesus comes back to the Decapolis one more time. Anybody remember it? (gasps) I remember now. Uh, Feeding the 4,000. It is the feeding of the 4,000. All right. The feeding of the 5,000 happened in, by the triangle, by, with the religious people. That was the equivalent of a church barbecue where you expect 5,000 mm. Jews to come out. The other one, the 4,000, this is why it happens twice. It's why it gets recorded twice. Why, like, did Jesus lose power from 5,000 to 4,000? No, it happened here. And so my question, mm. my point is this. How did 4,000 non-Jews hear about Jesus to the point where they wanted to come and crowd wow. around him. Yeah. The only answer that makes any sense is that mm. they came because of Legion. Mm-hmm. Wow. They came wow. because yeah. of him because Jesus says, stay and you, you tell everybody about it. Wow. The wow. reason I love this passage is because of that. Because, mm-hmm. and, and what I imagine, this is conjecture, but, what he does is he goes and he tells the story, not that he, I followed this great rabbi and he taught me new teachings and he taught me better scriptures. He says, do you see, he pulls up his robe and he shows mm. the scars. Like I used yep. to cut myself on stones because I was possessed by a legion of demons. Wow. Mm. And he mm-hmm. healed me, drove them out, brought me back to my right mind. Yeah. And yeah. so why I love this is because yeah. This is a story of the, the beginning of the story where Jesus heals a guy and by sharing his scars affects thousands. Mm-hmm. And actually that story has affected millions and billions because one guy was healed by Jesus and had the courage to talk about it. Not wow. him being the hero, but Jesus being the hero. So mm-hmm. if we're landing the plane, like what, what? What are you guys getting from this from this story? Like, wow. Well, I think real quick, one thing that I get is that I mean, it's funny. Jesus is like in the Decapolis for like five minutes. It's like they <laughs> land, <laughs> ah, <laughs> like chill, and then everyone tells them to leave. So, it, it, I think it, to me, it makes me think if 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 you can impact one person's life. Mm. Like if you take five minutes out of your day to try to impact somebody else's life, it can, I mean, it can do a lot. God can do a lot more with that than you think. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, it's just helping somebody with the five minutes that you have. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just how much this story is a story of mercy. I mean, um, it just really helps me to see that no matter what state you're in, uh, no matter what baggage you have or lifestyle you've lived, that Jesus is willing to take the time and ask you what your name is. He wants to know your story. He wants to help shape your story so that you're able to go out and tell other people and just how powerful that really is. Um, yeah. And just really lifting up the mercy of mercy of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think with what you were saying, Matt, what is actually going to attract people to Jesus is showing our mm. our own scars. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. That becomes our testimony, and that's what attracts the thousands, like not our awesome Bible reading yeah. <laughs> or our church going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been Are you sure you did do a good job reading the Bible. <laughs> oh, thank you. We, we've we've Changed come back life. to this a lot. Is that it, it, Jesus is not looking for superior religiosity. In, in fact, this yeah. is a story where the most effective person to build the kingdom is the one who is the most broken. And he had yeah. no training. Wow. Yeah, no right. training at all. Mm. No training, but hands down, the most broken. And so for, as, as, as I reflect on scripture, as I reflect on Jesus life, I just keep finding different ways that I fall short and that I'm so Mm. broken, that I'm so busted, that I'm too insecure, that I'm too self-focused, that I, I I just, I, I'm not inspiring. I'm not courageous. I'm not anywhere near what Jesus calls me to be. And And it's actually in those, in that, in my complete defected nature Mm -hmm. that Jesus can actually work the most. And so Mm -hmm. to to, to think through, like, you know, if you're listening to us right now there, you might be acutely aware of how defective you are, of how broken Mm -hmm. you are. And I think this story doesn't just say, well, Jesus can use you. It's like, no, no. In fact, it is the most broken that do the most good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus had him and 12 disciples, 70 disciples. They only got 5,000. This wow. one dude got 4,000 mm. because of the story. Right. So I, th- mm. I, I think awesome. that's a good place to stop. Yep. Well, can, can I add one, one more thing on top of this? Sure. If it's really good. I, I, it's, it's the part that's moved me the most out of this. And it's yeah, really yeah. kind of been, it's really been kind of affecting what I've been thinking a lot lately. Um, and, and, and I'll try to make it quick. Cause I know we've, we've just gotten so much out of this already. So in, in, in verse 10, um, what, what do the demons do towards Jesus? Like, what do they? Beg him. They beg yeah, him, they beg right? Him. Yeah, yeah, they beg him. And then in verse 12, what are the demons doing? Begging Beg, again. Begging him again. Yeah. And then in verse 17, when the people come out and they see yeah. Jesus, what do they do? Mm. Pleading, begging. They beg him. <laughs> they beg. It's beg. the same word. It's parakaleo, which... Mm-hmm. It's actually to comfort in, in, in some ways to walk side by side with. But then verse 18, what does the demon, the previously demon possessed man do to Jesus? Begs to go with him. Begs, yeah. You know, I think Mark uses this word here. He used it again in verse 23 when Jairus begs Jesus to come mm. and heal his daughter. He, he only uses it four other times in the entire book of Mark. So he uses half of them in this little chunk of passage. Wow. I think he does it on purpose. And what I, what I love about this idea is that when, when you interact with Jesus, when Jesus interacts, he has some impact on your life. You have no choice but to either beg him to leave mm. or beg to go with him. Mm. And, and that's been affecting me because I know like we're stuck in, in, in this quarantine, wow. you know, if you listen to this 10 years later, you know, we're in the coronavirus era, you know, um, but, but it, it makes me think like I've had so much time on my hands being stuck at home. And sometimes I think I could be stationary in my walk with God. But I tell you what, if I'm not begging to be close to Jesus, I am begging Jesus to stay away because I want other things to take mm-hmm. up my time. I want to watch Netflix. I want to be playing video games. I want to be, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I want to just be sleeping and stuff like that. And I think it's mm. so easy for us to be stationary. Mm. When Jesus mm. impacts your life, there is no stationary. You either beg him to like 
hey, dude, just too much. Or you say, can I please go with you? Like, yeah. what, what can I do? And so I just want to add that. that that's really been kind of just really messing with the way I've been thinking this past week and wow. how I've been seeking him. That's Great. awesome. What a, what a, now that's a way we can end uh, Amen. F- for tonight. So <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I'm Matt Fisk, my wife, Katie Fisk for Josh Lund and our guest, Aisha hey. Jackson. Great mm-hmm. conversation. Um, if you want to find more, uh, more resources, you can hit us up at nvca.academy for more podcasts, more resources, writing, videos. Uh, and, and there's also another feature in there that you can contact us. You can write us in questions. You can uh, share the things that you find that are exciting. Share that yes, with us. Please. Keep the conversation going. And and you can even ask for things for us to, to talk about as well. So shoot us an email there. We'd love to have your contributions. So, cherish your feedback. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So again, thank you so much for spending your time with us. And we will check you next time on In the Margins. See you.